Hi, and thank you for listening to me introduce the Family Life Christian Center podcast. Whether you're listening because you slept in on Sunday or you're just back for more, we are so glad you're here. We truly believe God is doing great things in the earth through you. Whether it's your family, friends, coworkers, or people you've never met, you are called to touch the lives of those around you. We believe it's our job to empower you to fulfill your highest calling in Christ. So buckle up, because we know God has something special for you right here and now. Thank you for listening, and God bless you. All right. Uh, Let me get into this. What does it mean to fulfill your highest calling in Christ? Okay, we have over here on our church vision, we have a... uh, all of these things that all lead to this center where it says fulfilling your highest calling in Christ. But what does that mean? That's the purpose of our church is to empower you to fulfill your highest calling in Christ. Great. What does that mean? Let's talk about that today. All right. Um, So it says in Genesis, as a matter of fact, you know what? Give me... um, three or four people who are really good at reading in public. Raise your hand if you'd like to volunteer to read something out loud today. Anybody? One. Uh, okay. Is the criteria of being really good or being willing? <laughs> Let's start here. Let's start here. Come. And then, um, and then uh, go ahead, uh, Brianne. And, okay. Yes, come. Mary Ellen. And one more. Uh, Connie, you come. Very good. Let's come up here. I'm going to have you read some scriptures. We're going to start with Genesis 1:28. Connie, come and read this one. Genesis 1:28. You got that? Here yep. we go. Then God blessed them, and God said to them, "Be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth and subdue it, have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over every living thing that moves on the earth." Excellent. So. Let them have dominion. That's the first thing. That's the first thing. Let them, you fulfilling your highest calling in Christ, we got to go back to the beginning of the Bible. Let them have dominion. Okay, well, what does that mean? Well, that's going to take you a lifetime to learn. Okay, so don't worry about it. You don't have to swallow it all this morning. However, get that in your mind that Genesis 128 is a, is a passage you need. And in every situation in life, realize that God wants to bless you and to make you the head and not the tail. So this is a longer passage. I say your name every Sunday, and I, because I'm up front, I can't remember it. Tell me. Stuart Peterson. <laughs> Would you forgive me? That's all right. <laughs> all right. <laughs> I, this happens sometimes. So I'm sorry. But uh, so Stuart Peterson. Uh, let them be the head, not the tail. This is God's preference. I'm going to have you read Deuteronomy 28. This is a long passage. All right, so this is God's preference for how he would like you to live. Please hear this. He doesn't prefer that you live cursed. He wants you to live blessed. This is his plan, okay? God's plan is that you live blessed. Go ahead and read this. Deuteronomy 28.1. Now it shall Come to pass, if you diligently obey the voice of the Lord, your God, to observe carefully all his commandments, which I command you today, that the Lord, your God, will set you high above all the nations of the earth. He will set you high above all the nations of the earth. Go ahead. And these blessings. 
and all these blessings shall come upon you and overtake you because you obey the voice of the Lord, your God. Amen. Blessed. Blessed shall be in the city and blessed shall be you in the country. Blessed shall be the fruit of your body, the produce of your ground, and the increase of your herds, the increase of the cattle and the offspring of your flocks. Amen. Blessed shall be the basket of your kneading bowl. Blessed shall be you when you come in, and blessed shall you be when you go out. Now, right there, just so you know, this is supposed to be normal. Yeah. <laughs> You're blessed. Wherever you go, you are blessed. You are not the cursed people. You are the blessed people. We are the blessed people. Listen, if there's constant curses on your life, we need to fix it. We need to fix it. Jesus already fixed it, but we need to get you under that umbrella and understand how to receive. Let's keep going. The Lord will cause your enemies to rise against you, to be defeated before your face. They shall come out against you one way and flee before you seven ways. Amen. The Lord will command the blessing on you in your storehouses and all to which you set your hand. And he will bless you in the land which the Lord your God is giving you. The Lord will establish you as a holy people to himself, just as he has sworn to you, if you keep the commandments of the Lord your God and walk in his ways. Then all the peoples of the earth shall see that you are called by the name of the Lord and shall be afraid of you. Now right there, all the peoples on earth will look at you and they're like, what is up with him? Have you ever had somebody say that to you? Like, what is up with you? I've had that many times in my life where somebody's like, what? I mean, like, I don't understand why you're so blessed. I don't understand why things are going so well for you. My mom used to tell me, she said, Joseph, you're working the right side of the street. <laughs> now, I didn't know what that was inferring. <laughs> I was just a young. <laughs> anyway, praise the Lord. Keep going. And the Lord will grant you plenty of goods and the fruit of your body and the increase of your livestock and of the produce of your ground in the land of which the Lord swore to your fathers to give you. You know, that means that your bank account should be increasing, not constantly decreasing. Amen. Just so you know. Okay, just so you know, this is the increase. He's, he's promising you here, there's increase. Yep. There's a lot more to it, keep going. The Lord will open, to, open you to his good treasures, the heavens to give you the rain to your land in its season and, bless, and to bless all the work of your hand. You shall lend to many nations, but you shall not borrow. Hallelujah. And the Lord will make you the head and not the tail. You shall be above only and not beneath. If you heed the commandments of the Lord, your God, which I command you today, and are careful to observe them. So you shall not turn aside from any of the words which I command you this day, to the right or to the left, to go after the other gods to serve them. Excellent. Stuart, thank you. Let's hear it for Stuart. Come on. Good job. I appreciate you, man. This is good. So these were, this is the blessing of the law. It says in Galatians 3.13, it says that Jesus came to redeem us from the curse of the law, which is later in Deuteronomy 28, in verses 15 through 64, 
okay? But we've been redeemed from the curse. We get the blessing, not only this blessing of the law, but we get the blessing of Abraham, okay? Which says that you're gonna be a blessing to the nations of the world, amen? So that's what we want. Okay, Marianne, come. And here we go, Joshua 1.8. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. This is God's plan for you, that we listen to the word of God, we receive the word of God, we hear the word of God, we walk according to the word of God, which by the way, I love. Amen. I really, I just really do. And as you do that, it says that, it doesn't say God will make your way prosperous. It says you will make your way prosperous because you're gonna start walking in the blessing. You're gonna start walking in the way that he wants you to walk. Excellent, thank you. All right, Brian. All right, you're gonna like this one. All right, <laughs> Psalms 1, verses 1 through 3. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law he meditates day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth its fruit in its season, whose leaf also shall not wither, and whatever he does shall prosper. Right on. Now, as you meditate the word of God, here's what's happening. There is a unity, there is a union between you and Christ. You and Jesus are one. So as you meditate his words, what happens is it says in Romans chapter 12 that our minds get renewed. And if our minds get renewed, that's where it says the metamorphosis happens. We are transformed, and the word there in the Greek is metamorpho, which is the same as a caterpillar turning into a butterfly. Now, I think that we're all familiar with Christians who effectively walk through this earth as caterpillars. They're not flying. They're not hovering above. They're not, uh, you know, above all the nations of the earth. They're down on the ground trying to make their way and they're eating scraps. But that's not necessarily the plan. Now, I, I understand that we have, we have a reward in heaven. I understand that, okay? But I will also tell you there is so much that has been set aside for us on this earth that we are still not partaking of, that God provided for us and we're turning away from we, because of ignorance. There's many blessings God has in store. I just want you to know what's been given to you. I want you to know that as you meditate on the scriptures, that your life will be changed because first of all, your processor will be changed. Remember I told you earlier about, you know, complainers are no-brainers. Well, they're always finding the negative. They don't, they're not eating the good stuff. They're eating out, you know, complainers are eating out of the garbage can out in the back of the house. They're not eating off the fruit trees. They're eating out of the garbage cans. Complainers are always looking for negative just stop. As you get your mind renewed according to the word of God, you're going to find yourself being more thankful. There's a shift that happens. In our minds, we become more thankful. And when we're thankful, man, you know the Bible says that the joyful heart 
enjoys a continual feast. It says, but all the days of the, uh, what is it? The wicked are wretched. You know, people who are just looking around at negative all the time, their days are wretched. Well, yeah, they sure are because they're eating out of the garbage can because all they're looking for is the negative. Let's go after the positive. You know, I am very thankful for you today. You know, I love seeing your smiling faces here. You know, it brings me great joy. I'm thankful for the chairs that you're sitting on. Do you know that one day we were gonna take up an offering for these chairs? I gotta just tell you since I'm feeling thankful. One day we were, we were gonna take up an offering for these chairs and so I told the church, I said, hey, listen, we need a miracle. You know, we need like six hundred or $6,250. And uh, I said, so, you know, hey, let's, let's get going on this. Well, this brother walks up to me after the service and he says, I don't need a miracle to write you a check for $6,250. I said, well, praise the Lord. So, so he writes me a check for you know, 6,000, whatever it was, and he paid off all the chairs just like that. On the first day that I brought it up, I like that. See, that's being blessed. Is it wrong for me not to like? I like liking that, you know, why not? I mean, I've been down the other road where you're believing and you're praying and you're believing and praying and believing and praying and like, okay, Lord, did you send the guy to the wrong church, Lord? What happened here? You know, where, where, where is the answer, you know? And, uh, but I'll tell you, the Bible says in, in Proverbs, it says a longing fulfilled is a tree of life. Yes. Amen. Anyway, all right, so I wanna to talk to you about the general will of God. Here we're talking about fulfilling your highest calling in Christ. Let me just tell you, there's the general will of God, and then, watch this, look up here. There's the general will of God, and then there's this little slice on top that might be the specific will of God for you. The general will of God is the bulk of it, okay? And then this little slice on top might be something specific he wants you to do. Let me share this with you. In Galatians, I'm sorry, in 1 Thessalonians 5, and it says, and we urge you, brethren, to recognize those who labor among you and are over you in the Lord and admonish you and to esteem them very highly in love for their work's sake. Be at peace among yourselves. Now we exhort you, brethren, warn those who are unruly, comfort the faint-hearted, Uphold the weak, be patient with all. See that no one renders evil for evil to anyone, but always pursue what is good, both for yourselves and for all. Now watch this. These are some of my favorite verses in the Bible because they're so short. <laughs> you remember the Jesus wept verse? Yeah. <laughs> it's the easiest one to memorize. Well, these are some very easy ones to memorize because there are, you know, a couple of them are just two words. Rejoice always. Amen. I think it talks about being a doer of the word, right? Did you hear anybody today in the service go, like that? Yeah. yeah. That's one of the meanings for the word rejoice, just so you know. So if you heard that in the church, don't let it, don't let it bug you. Join them. Right. Amen? Amen? Just join them. Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. Amen. I've shared with you before, pray without ceasing means, in our vernacular, just don't hang up the phone. 
You got a conversation going on with them? Don't hang up. For those of you who don't know what hang up means, uh, in the olden days, long, long time ago, phones actually set, like there was a handset and then the box part of the phone. It was, what is it, an AT&T 2500 or something like that. That was the model, you know. <laughs> you sit it right on top there, you hang up the phone. Um, now you just push the button to hang it up. Don't hang it up. Don't, don't end the call. Don't end the call. Pray without ceasing. Keep the conversation. Develop this. If you need help developing that relationship with God, that, um, that, that uh, conversational relationship, I would encourage you to take my class on hearing the voice of God in journaling. And I, if you contact the church, we'll give that to you for free, okay? So that's a, a thing with JBM. But I, I, I want you to hear my testimony about that, and that will help you. Pray without ceasing. Uh, Verse 18, in everything give thanks. In everything, it doesn't say for everything. Remember, it does not say for everything give thanks. It says in everything give thanks. You want to turn your situation around? In that situation, give thanks. You watch what happens. Find something to give thanks for in the middle of a situation, no matter how difficult it is, in the middle of a situation, start giving thanks. Why? Because you're finding the good. Once you start thanking God for the good, you're activating it to happen more. Okay? So, in everything give thanks. Listen to this. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. So all of these things that we've been talking about so far, it's the will of God for you. You've been struggling to know what the will of God is? Rejoice evermore. Give thanks in every situation. Pray without ceasing. Amen? Don't hang up the phone. Keep talking to him. Keep loving him. Rejoice evermore, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. You want to know the will of God for your life? Oh, God, I want you to show me what's your will. Here you go. Rejoice evermore. I want to tell you something. God never called an idle man in the Bible. He always interrupted them. They were doing something else. He always interrupted them. James and John were down by the lake mending their nets. Okay? Um, Gideon was threshing the wheat, right? He interrupted these people. He came and interrupted them. Be doing the general will of God. And when it's God's time to show up and talk to you about something specific, you'll be busy doing what he told you to do. Rejoice evermore, for this is the will of God. Pray without ceasing. Give thanks in every situation, okay? It says, do not quench the spirit. Do not despise prophecies. Test all things. Hold fast to what is good. Abstain from every form of evil. Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely. And may your whole spirit, soul, and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. And then the next verse says, the one who called you is faithful and he will do it. But I want to tell you about, even though we have all of this as the general will of God, I want to talk to you about your highest calling. Let's go to Matthew 28. 
verse 18, and it said, and Jesus came and spoke to them saying, all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Now listen, your highest calling to become a fisher of men. You want to walk into the kingdom of God? You want to walk into heaven and say, and and the Lord says, well, and you say, here am I and those you've given me. All these people that you led to Christ, all these people that you were instrumental in bringing into the kingdom of God, they'll be there with you and they're going to be saying, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thanks for not passing me by. Thank you for... Thank you for not being lazy that day. Thank you for stepping out, reaching out to me and sharing the good news of Jesus Christ with me. You want to know what your highest calling in Christ is? There you go. There you go. It's your highest calling in Christ. It's the great commandment, right? But there's more. All right, receive power. Let's go to Acts chapter 1, verse 8. God does not want you to do this by yourself. He doesn't want you to do the evangelism in your own power. Boy, man is good at this. God says what he wants you to do, and then there's, okay, we'll do it. See you, God. We'll be back later. Why? He didn't ask you to do anything without him. Why go off and do something? Please don't ever go off and do something for God. That is a foolish thing. I've done it. Cost me a cost me a two or three years salary. That wasn't fun. Two or three years salary. Try to do something for God. He's not interested. He wants to do something with you. He wants to do something through you. All we have to do is learn how to simply, here's, you want to know the work we're supposed to do? Believe in the one he has sent. Believe in the one the Father has sent, Jesus Christ, the righteous. Believe in the one that he has sent. If you start believing in Jesus and you continue believing in Jesus and it will activate things in your life. I shared with you recently, if you believe in God, there's never a reason for you to cheat. Because once you cheat, you're believing in your own ability to connive and your own ability to work your salvation the way you think it should go. For sure, you're not trusting in God. But your call, your number one job is to believe in the one he has sent. It will keep you from all kinds of sin. It's amazing. Works really well. But Acts chapter 1 verse 8 says, But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. He wants you to be transformed. He wants you to receive his power so that, As you get baptized with the Holy Spirit, you become a fisher of men. That's that's why it happened on Pentecost. That's the feast of the ingathering, right? That's when we receive the ability to become fishers of men. That's where we become transformed, right? And all of a sudden, we're like, hey, I'm full. What can I do for you? That's why it's an overflowing of the Spirit of God. 
okay? There are specific things God may call you to do, but each of us has been given talents. So let's go to Matthew 25, chapter, or verse 14. For the kingdom of God is like a man traveling to a far country who called his own servants and delivered his goods to them. And to one, he gave five talents, to another two, and to another one, to each according to his own ability. And immediately he went on a journey. Then he who had received the five talents went and traded with them and made another five talents. Amen. If anybody's uh, investing or trading, here's a good verse for you. Double your money at least. Is that okay with you? Double your money at least. Is that all right? Use this verse. Just say, Lord, I'm asking you for double. Double my money. He wants you to trade. I mean, it says here. (coughs) All right. And likewise, he who had received two gained two more also. But he who had received one went and dug in the ground and hid his Lord's money. After a long time, the Lord of these servants came and settled accounts with them. So he had... So he who had received five talents came and brought five other talents, saying, Lord, you delivered to me five talents. Look, I have gained five more talents besides them. I've often wondered if we should do that sometime. And I just pass out some money. Say, bring me back back a good return. I, I do actually know of churches who have done that. And they were amazed because God blessed it. And the money that came back was enormous. Verse 21, his Lord said to him, well done, good and faithful servant. You were faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of your Lord. Verse 22, he also, who had received two talents, came and said, Lord, you delivered to me two talents. Look, I have gained two more talents besides them. His Lord said, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of your Lord. Then he who had received the one talent came and said, Lord, I knew that you are a hard man. What? Reaping where you have not sown. Who told you that? And gathering where you have not scattered seed? Who told you that? And I was afraid. That ain't of God. And went and hid your talent in the ground. Look, there you have what is yours. But his Lord answered and said to him, you wicked and lazy servant. You knew that I reap where I have not sown and gather where I have not scattered seed. So you ought to have deposited my money with the bankers. And at my coming, I would have at least received back my own with interest. So take the talent from him and give it to him who has 10 talents. For everyone who has, you see that verse right there? Um, So take the talent from him, verse 28. So take the talent from him and give it to him who has 10 talents. I've heard the phrase, if you ever want something done, ask a busy man. You ever heard that? If you want something done, ask a busy man. You know why? Because they'll get it done. The one who's not busy is good at being not busy. And they'll stay not busy, especially with your things. They won't do them, okay? For, for to who, everyone who has, more will be given, and he, who, he will have an abundance. But from him who does not have, even what he has will be taken away. And cast that unprofitable servant into the outer darkness. There will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Now, I... I'm trying. <laughs> I'm trying. I've, uh, you know, this thing about talents. 
you know, we know in the, old, in, the, in the Bible, that's talking about a measure of money. But we all see it as, you know, I can tap dance. You know, I could, I could sing. I could, you know, I could play the piano. I could do all these things. So true. And God does want to return on his investment in you. Whatever your gift is, he wants a return. He wants a return. Okay, one day I was asking the Lord, Lord, should I do this or should I do that? And I kept pressing him, Lord, should I do this or should I do that? And he said, son, it doesn't matter. Just bring me fruit. Bring me some fruit. I was like, I was amazed at what he said there. It doesn't matter, son. Just bring me fruit. That's what he wants. He wants us to live fruitful and godly lives. Take your talent and use it and bless other people. Like John said, even if it's just a smile, I'm good at smiling. We'll get in position, honey, and start smiling because we need you. Amen? Uh, Because we don't want to come to the grumpy church. Right? (laughs) Ephesians 2.10. I'm sorry this is taking longer than I wanted, but I'm going to press into this because I I really do feel the urgency of God to tell you these things. Ephesians 2.10, for we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. John, pull up another uh, verse out of Jeremiah 1, uh, verses 4 through 10. So here in uh, Ephesians 2.10, for we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Listen, all that is saying, watch me up here. God has like a calendar or a day timer for you. Some of you know what a day timer is. Google Calendar, he's got it set up. He's got your agenda set up and he already has things on there that you're gonna meet so-and-so at 2.30 this afternoon. Somebody's gonna meet somebody at 2.34 this afternoon. And he wants you to show up with the right attitude, the right information and attention and his miracle working power. Or you show up with that $50 in your pocket. And you say, oh man, this is for you. See what I'm saying? Because you show up and you give what God has for you to give, all right? Um, Let me read this next verse in, uh, okay, there it is. Well, actually, hold on to that one for a second, Johnny. Go over to Esther 4.13. And Mordecai told them, to answer Esther, do not think in your heart that you will escape in the king's palace any more than all the other Jews. For if you remain completely silent at this time, relief and deliverance will arise for the Jews from another place. But you and your father's house will perish. Yet who knows whether you have come to the kingdom for such a time as this. I believe, my friends, that you were born, I was born for today. You and I were born for today. The problems of this world are the the Ephesians 2.10 appointments God prepared for you. Oh, it's too big for me. No, what did we just sing? Because he's enough, I'm enough. Is that true? Because he's enough, I'm enough. So Ephesians 2.10, he prepared works for you to do. He wanted you to get them done. So you show up and you believe him. That's your number one work is to believe him. When you show up into a situation there where you don't know what to do, 
Your number one work is believe him. Get your heart back over into faith. Because I'll tell you, if you stare at that problem, faith can leak right out your eyeballs. <laughs> It'll, I mean, you just, because that problem will get bigger and bigger in your eyes. But if you're looking to Jesus, he gets bigger and bigger in your eyes and the problems get smaller and smaller. Is that, is that okay? You understand that? So we are the Ephesians 2.10 people. We're the ones who are created in Christ Jesus. We are his workmanship. We are his, his, his magnificent artistry created in Christ Jesus, specifically to do the works that God had prepared in advance for us to do. You, you know what? I used to love the fact that um, Ruth Belgram, uh, she used to read the daily newspaper and she said, this is my prayer list. She would just pay, pray through the front page. Every day, she would pray through. She would just pray and ask God, petition the Lord. Amen. Sometimes I wish I was a truck driver. You know why? Because if, I was a, if all I had to do was drive a truck and spend 10, 12 hours on the road a day, I could be praying in the Holy Ghost that whole time. I could be getting so much work done in the Spirit. You, understand, you know what I'm saying? That pray without ceasing thing is powerful. Um, who knows that you came to the kingdom for such a time as this? Let's go to Jeremiah 1, Johnny. And it, it says in Jeremiah 1, uh, verse 4, Then the word of the Lord came to me, saying, By the way, when it says it came to me, there in verse 4, let me just tell you this real quick. God knows your address. In case you were wondering if he can find you when he needs you, he knows your address. If you're busy with what he called you to do and these other things we've talked about today, pray without ceasing. You know, give thanks in every situation. All of these things, you're busy doing his general will. It's going to be very easy for him to come up and knock on the door. Hey, Tom, I need you to do this for me. Can we do this? Yes, sir. Jeremiah 1, verse 4. In verse 5, it says, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I sanctified you. I ordained you as a prophet to the nations. Keep going. Then said I, Ah, Lord God, behold, I cannot speak, for I am a youth. But the Lord said to me, Do not say I am a youth, for you shall go to all whom I send you. And whatever I command you, you shall speak. Remember, if you ever want to see in the Bible where God gets mad, tell God what you can't do. <laughs> remember, you remember somebody who did that? Moses said, but, 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 Lord. <laughs> remember, he had a speech impediment, right? <laughs> he couldn't talk. He couldn't talk so good, right? Well, God got angry with him. He said, don't tell me you can't do this. I made you and I created your mouth and you're telling me you can't? Don't tell God I can't. Please, my friends, don't ever tell God I can't do that. Well, well it's obvious you can't do it by yourself, but you're not by yourself. Amen. You are in him. If you've made Jesus Christ the Lord of your life, you are in Christ. And like that song said, because he's enough, I'm enough. All right? So he said, do not say I am a youth, 
for you shall go to all whom I send you, and whatever I command you, you shall speak. Keep going. Do not be afraid of their faces, for I am with you to deliver you, says the Lord. In the last verse, then the Lord put forth his hand and touched my mouth. And the Lord said to me, behold, I have put my words in your mouth. Now listen, this happened to me. You ever seen in the book of Revelations where it says, or no, in Isaiah, where it says they took the coal off the altar and they touched his lips? Okay, so years ago, I was leading worship back at our old church. And one night we had a prophet come to town. His name was Ed Dufresne. And when Ed Dufresne came, he was just walking down the line praying for people. I was up in the prayer line. And as soon as he got to me, he didn't even touch me. He just said, Lord, give him the desire of his heart. And as soon as he said that, this verse came to pass. I felt right around here, watch, right around my nose, all the way down around my chin. You know how you, if your hand falls asleep, you get the tinglys? Yeah. Right there times about 10,000 right here was so tingly and so like it was on fire. I knew that God had touched me at that moment with a coal off of his altar to purify my lips. It was, and I burst into tears and I cried for about an hour. I, I was useless. I just sat on the front row over there just crying. Lauren finally came over and talked to me, just ministered to me a little bit. Uh, it was so powerful. It was so powerful, but it was supernatural. And I'm telling you, you get busy with the general will of God. And when it's time for you to have an assignment from the Most High to do his specific will, he knows your address and he will show up and he'll get a hold of you. Mark my words. Did you get anything out of that? Praise the Lord. Thank you for listening to the Family Life Christian Center podcast. If you enjoyed that message, please subscribe and share us with your friends. We believe the Holy Spirit is alive and active in the body of Christ and wants to have a relationship with us as he guides us toward our destiny. If you'd like to partner with us in your giving, please check out our website at www.familylife.cc giving. Or you can text GIVE to 844-955-0993. Thank you for listening and stay blessed.